She's your millennial coach obsessed with helping you be the best version of yourself. Join her as she shares tips and the best strategies about self-love, personal development, career, finance, and so much more to help guide you through your career and your life. Welcome to Millennial Coach with Insoft Daniels. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Millennial Coach Podcast. If you're new, my name is Insoft Daniels. And welcome to another episode. I am so excited to be here with you today. I hope you had a good day, a good morning, whenever it is that you are listening to it. Today is a Thursday. I'm so excited for it to be Thursday, for it to be the weekend. It just feels like this weekend, like this weekend, like this week has flown by so quickly. Today is the 15th of October. It is the middle of October already. It's really crazy. So I have two microphones with me today. The first one is for the YouTube episode and then the second one is for the podcast. I'm not sure how to integrate my microphones yet, but that's why we have two. So I'm super excited to discuss with you today's topic, which is 20th little things highly successful people do and the rest of us probably don't so i came across this article last night actually um like really late last night and i thought i definitely definitely need to share it with you guys because i love these types of things i have learned so many things from reading what it is that successful people do so Again, success is really determined by you, how you determine success. And what you may have thought success was last year or a few years ago compared to what you think it is now may be completely different, and that is okay. But what I have found was that the habits that I learned of successful people, whether it is successful in financial ways and you know business consistency type of thing or just like truly happy and have such a blissful life I really saw the commonalities between what it is that these people were doing and I've implemented some in my life and it I, honestly it, it was such a game changer for me implementing a morning routine I can't believe it took me such a long time to have a morning routine in my life I would honestly advise everyone to have a morning routine. Maybe I should do an episode on morning routines and what to or the types of things you can include. Um, And then the next one that I always do is meditation. Uh, That I also feel really just gets me ready, whether it's for the day or for the evening, relaxes me. There's so many different types of meditation for whatever it is happening in your life right now. There's meditation for anxiety, if sometimes I use that when I'm feeling really, really overwhelmed. Um, there's different types of meditation for, you know, like for resting and for sleeping as well. Sometimes I meditate um, just to fall asleep. And then I do it in the morning most times just to begin my day, to have that moment to myself, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes. Um, I started with doing meditation in the mornings, um, just to take that five or 10 minutes. I started with a guided meditation. That is the best way to start until you can do meditation by yourself. 
And then the next one that I did was journaling, which is also like a game changer for me. I love it so much. Um, look, you don't have to do these things every single day, but of course, consistency is key. So this article is from Inc.com and it's titled 20 Little Things Highly Successful People Do and the Rest of Us Probably Don't. So let's get into it. So this article was obviously put together for you to improve your situation in your life. And the first thing that they suggested that you do to improve your life is to work out in the morning. And it says that it's the only quiet time. And that's how I do feel about mornings. Um, and in that, in, when you do work out in the morning, you can really focus before starting your day. So I used to work out in the morning and I, I really, I, I loved it so much because it feels like you're getting a head start before everyone else. But the crazy thing is when you get to the gym, you'll see so many people there, but it's just, once you gym in the morning, your rest of your day, it, it's just gonna, you can take on whatever it is that comes your way. That was my experience. Then the next one is surround yourself with joyful people. This is so important. And it says misery is contagious. It's slippery. It's insidious and it's sneaky. You don't even realize it's shaded your sunshine until it's too late. That is so important because who you surround yourself with is again, like a game changer. So you don't even realize maybe you're surrounding yourself with negative people and you don't know that because they're just the people that you know. So be more aware of that. Surround yourself with people that are positive. And I'm not talking about that. The continuous positive that is just annoying. I'm talking about like the, <laughs> the realistic um, ones, but it says that um, if you want to be happy, surround yourself with people and friends who shine your own standards, standards of excellence back upon you. Demand that you bring your best and foster joy. Joy is too contagious and compounding. How amazing is that? That is exactly what you want. You want to attract um, a specific type of thing in your life and that is what you need to give out. So once you give that out, if you want to attract positivity, you have to portray and exhibit that positivity, positivity and that's exactly what you would get back into your life. The next one is give yourself a daily dress rehearsal. So in the morning, um, in the article, it says, as I get up, get ready for work, make a cup of coffee, and then jump in the car. I talk about my up and coming day literally out loud. So that is an option of what, what it is that you can do. Um, this person on her way while she is driving or getting done, she says out loud what it is that she needs to do. So with me again, I the way I plan it is I try to look at the night before what my diary consists of so I have a mental note of you know whether my morning is going to be really busy or whether I can whether so if it's going to be really busy I'll make sure to wake up early so that I have that time for myself or if it's not going to be then I know you know I, I'm going to have a slow morning and then by the time I get to the office or whether I am working from home I'll, I'll set time aside like the first half an hour or so 
just to make my list of what it is that I need to do today. And then I split it into um, like a time block. So I know between, so maybe 8 to 8.30, I'm planning my day. And then 8.30 to 9 o'clock, and then I'll give myself like maybe a five minute break. And then, you know, so on and so on until the end of the day. I usually um, stop my time scheduling at four and then after four I can just do whatever it is that I missed on. Then the next one, know when you are most productive. So this is also relates to scheduling tasks around your you know most productive time so if you are most productive in the morning then you will schedule those like important and also daunting tasks in the morning and then you will leave the afternoon for maybe answering emails but if you are rather like a night type of person then you'll switch that around um in the article she says i don't schedule meetings in the morning i'm most productive in the morning and after 6 p.m so I try and reserve that time for critical thinking and creative work. That's amazing. That's a good idea. Then eliminate small decisions. She says, throughout the course of the day, you make thousands of decisions. That is so true. Some are trivial, like what song to listen to when you're getting dressed, and some are major, like how to handle a big crisis at work. Eventually, your brain reaches decision fatigue, which lowers the quality of the decisions you make. She says, I try to eliminate as many small decisions as possible by sticking to routine. During the work week, I eat the same food for breakfast and lunch and stick to a pretty consistent wardrobe of basics to make the time I spend thinking about clothes and food as limited as possible. Wow, that is so interesting. Um... I saw someone else also what she did was she planned her clothing out the night the the Sunday for the rest of the week. So in that way she eliminated making decisions as to what to wear. I usually do that in the shower, but yeah, sticking to the same food. You know, sometimes it really takes a while to think about what food it is. So I think that is a really good thing that I need to add into my life to eliminate small decisions. I think that's a really, really can add you know, value to your life. Then uh, number six is question the status quo. Several times a day, she says, I reflect on whether my team and I are taking the best approach in achieving our goals. I try to do this before I start any significant task that I work on myself or delegate. The only way to keep innovating and to inspire your team is to keep asking whether what you're doing actually makes sense. You'd be surprised how often you'll think of improvements. This is so true, especially in your own life, because maybe something you worked on for yourself or your game plan last week may be different this week because things have changed. And that making that changes also can put you ahead um, because of the shifts that had happened between last week and this week. Number seven is track your habits. She says, while I sip my coffee and eat my morning oats, I follow out my previous day's habit tracker in my bullet journal. Okay, then she says, my favorite part is my habit tracker where I keep a record of all the habits I am trying to form, such as regularly taking an iron supplement, stretching, meditating, and doing rehab exercises. 
habit tracker is really something that I want to get into in my life. Um, I'm hoping that there's an app for that because it would be really nice. Like if this app pops up on your phone every morning to check what it is that you had completed yesterday or in the evening to tick off what it is that you completed. I think in having a habit tracker really creates that consistency in your life as well. Um, and for your habit tracker, you can have these things on it as well, like the next one, which is number eight, practice gratitude before bed. This is so important. So I have a gratitude stone. So it's just a stone I picked up in my garden, but I have just been using it as a gratitude stone. So I place it where my books are and where my desk is. So my it's it's my desk and then on the top shelf is all my books and my candle that I use every morning. So whenever I see it, so whether I get home or whether I get up or whether I'm working on my PC or just passing by, I've told myself that every time I see that stone, I have to say something that I am grateful for. Also, when I do journal, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, I would also just jot on three things that I'm grateful for. And I absolutely never miss journaling. If I don't have time in the morning, you can bet I'm taking my journal to work um, because it's very important for me. Um, then the next one is practice silence. Oh, I love this one. I think that we all need to take that time. If you don't have time, if you are a parent and you know you have all your kids and your husband, or maybe your your life is just so busy, start with five minutes. And then the next day, take 10 minutes if you can. So practicing silence, you know, if you can't do it in your home life, try to do it within your working environment. Maybe you can just like walk somewhere for five or 10 minutes. Um, she says, I first noticed the reassuring sounds of life around me, birds calling, traffic, people chatter. Um, it's really important that you do that. Even, you know, on your way home, if you can just take like, once a week, take a detour, and if you can, for half an hour, you know, just go to the beach. Uh, you need to take that time out for yourself. I wake up early in the morning because I know that, and that is when I have my quiet time because most people are not going to message you early in the morning or they are going to be rushing to work. Um, then the next one is answer every inquiry. Okay. Even if you don't necessarily see the opportunity for mutual support with someone at first, building that connection and adding them to your network could prove fruitful in the future. You may simply thank them for the outreach, provide them with a helpful article or share a unique personal story, but responding in a timely manner with appreciation for their time will plant the initial connection seed. Wow, I am really bad at this. I am so bad. I leave people's messages hanging, not because I don't want to respond, but sometimes I get so busy or it's not like really important at the time. And then by the time I see the message, it's been such a long time. And then I think it's not necessary to respond, but I am definitely going to sit. Um, I don't think I can do it every day. Maybe once a week, I'm going to set time to respond to you know, the people that message me on LinkedIn or on other social media platforms or emails or so. Then number 11 is make purpose-driven action list. 
Okay, she, she says, I start any major initiative with a clear vision and higher purpose, then align my actions accordingly to make it into reality. Every night I maintain an actionable list, no more than five to 10 doable tasks that provides clarity and bring me closer to that vision and my ultimate goals. Then I prioritize the tasks that are in service to my highest level of commitment. Okay, so this is also good. So what is your goal? And what action steps do you need to take towards it? So setting goals are so exciting and, and it's so great. But once we actually have to jot down the action steps, that's when it becomes a bit complicated. And then we're thinking, do we still want to, you know, continue with this goal? But this is also the part where you are, you know, actually going towards that goal. You're actually doing things. So, yeah, when you make, a, make a, a, a set a goal for yourself, whether you set a monthly goal or a weekly goal, you should be setting a monthly goal and a weekly goal as well. Then be sure to make the action list of what it is that you need to do in order to achieve that goal. So whether it is if you are applying for jobs, whether it is um, go onto LinkedIn, check for so and so company connect with three people you have to be very specific when you put these actionable um, steps together and it doesn't need to be a long list it does need to be something that is practical for you to be able to do number 12 my favorite meditate she says meditation has shown to have mental benefits such as improved focus happiness memory self-control performance and even reduces stress this is 100 percent true the other morning was it morning or i think it was the morning i was usually when i get stressed my neck and my back everything just starts to um become so sore and so painful and i can tell you since i've been doing this meditation all i did was search for meditation on google and what popped up was a 10 minute meditation for and 10 minute meditation for anxiety google or, or go on youtube and you know search for it it was so great i did it i think it was this morning or yesterday as well it's just a reminder to you know whatever problem it is you actually focus on your problem in that meditation and it teaches you how to grow or let go it's the most beautiful thing um <clears throat> Then make a daily battle plan and avoid distractions to your goal. She says, every morning I make a list on my smartphones that I, every morning, let me try this again. I make a list on my smartphone that I will look at often throughout the day of objectives I must accomplish that day. So that is great. If you, I'm like a, a book and a pen type of person, but I also use OneNote on my um, work PC to make my notes. Um, so definitely make a list of goals that you want to achieve for that day and make sure that, you know, you aim to achieve it and eliminate distractions. So distractions, especially at work, can be like colleagues talking about the weekend or so, but you don't want to, you know, having to end up staying late at work because you were listening to someone's weekend. Then number 14, 14 is get up and go to bed early. Guys, I used to go to bed late 
And I never liked to wake up early until I implemented a morning routine. The reason why I implemented a morning routine was because I started feeling like I was doing everything for everyone else. I wasn't, I was getting up to go to work and then I was coming home to eat and then sleep. And on the weekends I was doing this for that one, for this one and that one. And then I decided that I need to have my time and my time is going to be my mornings. So I get up in the morning not to go to work or not to message this person or service that person. I get up to spend time with myself. And then I do go to bed early. And you know what I do? I do a meditation or I watch a soothing video that's going to calm me before I sleep. So both my morning and my bedtime, I'm in bed by 930 um, both those times I'm doing something for myself before going to sleep. And of course, there is that every other night, maybe once a week or so, where I do go to bed late because I'm watching a movie. And again, that is my time. So you obviously need to decide what is better for you. If you are the type of person that likes to stay up late, um, but if you have to get up early, then of course it doesn't make sense. Um, so you need to determine that for yourself. But I think we all know that successful people have morning routines. So that's really something to look into. Um, then she says, number 15, is look at metrics. I make it a daily habit to examine a series of key metrics to determine the condition of the business. That is rather than just listening to what my executives tell me. Okay, so she's speaking about you know, her work life, but I think within your personal life as well. So what I do every other week, I will look at how much I'm spending within a week and I'll evaluate whether, you know, I am doing myself justice or not by doing that. One of my things that I did, never wanted to give up within my budget was my coffee. But when I started seeing how much money I'm actually spending on coffee during the week that I definitely eliminated Another thing um, to do with metrics that I looked at was my time. I started, like I said, time blocking everything from, you know, when I wake up or from when I get to work to when I leave. And that made me realize the amount of time that I'm giving people uh, that is just, you know, talking on the phone just because I want to give them an ear. And it ended up really taking so much of my time um, that I could have been using for something else. And then apply something learned from a mentor or coach. She says, I rely on a personal mentor that's been there and done that as my own signing board. So for you, if you do have a mentor, that is great. I do feel like we all have mentors in our life, even if we don't call that person a mentor. But um, surely there's someone that you go to when you need finance help or um, when you just need to talk about what is happening in your life or in your company if you are working for a company you know um, but if you do have a coach then of course apply something that that you know you've learned from them the same like with the mentor if you don't have either of those is there someone maybe it's someone on youtube maybe it's a book that you are reading apply something that you have learned from that or article that you read Number 17 is keep a to-do list. So I feel like they mentioned a to-do list several times here. I think this is like the third one. Um, she says, my big tip for sanity is that I create a to-do list every day at the end of the day. 
So I um, do my to-do list again in the morning. And then I also do my kind of like my planning the week of the end of the month for the next month. Number 18, spend quality time with family. Very important to get some family time or times with your friends. I know I've been really bad at times with friends, but definitely spend time with your family. And this is something that you need to schedule. I need to get better at it because if you don't schedule it, it is never going to happen. You're always going to be too busy. Number 19, get involved in your local community. This is also something that I really want to do. Um, I really want to start supporting a charity, um, you know, actively being involved continuously in supporting the community as well. And then number 20 is keep learning. So knowledge is everywhere and you don't need to attend the finest universities to get it, which again is, you know, that's so so true because i believe that you can learn so much these days from online courses and youtube videos and podcasts and there's so much resources so many people are sharing their information and every day every week said something it is that you want to learn i've said for myself every month i'm doing a different course so whether it is a free course or whether i've paid for it but just so that i can evolve who i am and it's definitely going to bring you to your higher self. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the habits of successful people. And I hope that if you are not implementing all of it, that there was something that you've taken away from it. Thank you so much. Once again, if you have enjoyed with it is this video or this podcast, please leave a comment, leave a review, let us know what it is that you think. When I say us, I mean me. And then, um, yeah, let us know what you, what you think and what it is that you would like to hear more of. Until next time, lots of love. Mwah.